welcome back to Tudor Talk Time. We hope you had a good week. We hope you liked last week's episode. And we did hit 3,500 downloads this morning. Woo! Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, big thanks for that. Big love. Anyway, so, this week we are going to be doing the history of Black History Month. Yeah. New topic. It's going to be fun. I feel like the best place to start is with Carter G. Woodson. Mm. Um, so he was a historian born in Virginia in 1875 and he was the son of two former slaves he grew up with quite a limited access to a solid education and job opportunities but he did end up like going to a high school um for black students and he paid for this himself after working as a coal miner it's quite impressive and he received his phd from harvard university and was the second African-American to earn a Harvard doctorate degree, which is very impressive for him. Yay! Claps for him. Um, And you're probably wondering why we're starting in America, but it's gonna, it it really takes a while for Black History Month to kind of, or Black History Week as it starts, to really take any kind of root in England. And he was the first person to really try and promote this black history in schools and in 1926 he sent out a press release to mark the first week the first black history week in america he really believed that education was meant to be much more than just kind of transferring knowledge from teachers to students he believed that a real authentic education it wouldn't just teach students to think and recite information but it would also let students ask difficult epistemological and ontological questions. <laughs> I don't know what either that means. About not, yeah, I say, not, that, not that I don't know, but could you maybe explain what his last few words mean? <laughs> and he wanted these students to kind of question life, political systems, inequalities in the world, and basically question the purpose of humankind. So it's meant to be a much more holistic view rather than just like a yeah. question yeah. and answer kind of education. Um, in 1916, he founded the Journal of Black History to help promote black history which he felt was all too often, quote, overlooked, ignored, and even suppressed by the writers of history textbooks and the teachers who use them. It's clear that he really understood the importance of education in trying to um, reduce racial prejudices and saw that not really teaching and learning black history did kind of extend these prejudices. He also established the ASNLH and the mission of this organization was to um, quote promote research preserve preserve interpret and disseminate information about black life history and culture to the global community he wanted it to have like a wide impact and it wasn't just focused on America he saw that there can be injustices in the world like no matter where you are ever since 1976 Every US president has designated February as Black History Month in America because it coincides with the birth of former president Abraham Lincoln and the birth of Frederick Douglass who escaped slavery and became a very vocal social activist in the Black History Movement. And there is a comedian, have you seen that comedian who made that joke about how of course if they're going to give black people a month they give it February because it's the one which has these days. Oh yeah, I saw that. I didn't see that. 
So this is sort of sets the scene of Black History Month in America, but obviously we have Black History Month in the UK too. And the main, the key figure in bringing Black History Month over to the UK is a man called Akiaba Adaisebo. He was a Ghanaian-born man, and he visited America in the 1970s and was really inspired by Black History Month and obviously realised that we didn't have anything similar to this in the UK. Uh, And he was a special projects officer at the Greater London Council and he officially founded our version of Black History Month in 1987. And obviously being a special projects officer, he did have the, the platform to do this. So it's really just lucky that we got that. He did this um, along with Ken Livingstone um, and together they decided that um, if we were going to have a Black History Month in the UK they wanted to make sure that it had, that it gained as much traction and um, engagement as possible from you know, children and adults really all over the UK, which is why the month of October was chosen to coincide with the start of the new academic year. And you may be thinking the academic year starts in September, but like you don't get a full month in September. And really the aim of choosing October was to get as much engagement as well as, you know, getting, um, you know, as much time if they were only going to get a month kind of thing. Something stupid. And he himself said that he was stirred up in the uh, mid-1980s by the identity crisis that black children faced as some brazenly would not identify with Africa and shrank when called African. And so people also think October might have been chosen because it is typically when African chiefs and leaders gather to sort of settle their differences. So it might have been a reason that Akiaba chose this month to reconnect with Africa and to give black children pride in their African heritage. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the UK, this month is really meant to recognise the fact that we have a very large African and Caribbean population to recognise their heritage and it's also an opportunity for people to become much more aware about the effects of racism and how to challenge, ne- how to challenge negative stereotypes. In the UK, um, despite this kind of event originating in the US, um, it like it's really, really taken root in the UK. Um, in fact, it's you know debatably become an even bigger, more important thing here in the UK. Um, we see thousands of events across the country, including exhibitions, workshops, and seminars and theatre productions. And really, the hope <coughs> from this wide range of activities is to be able to engage with as many people as possible and allow um, black British children to have a sense of a sense of pride within their identity um, and really just kind of hope just really hope to you know promote black history because I mean it's such a large part of history that's so frequently overlooked and I feel like knowing that there's been so much history of your community in a country really, it helps you feel like you belong a lot more. Well, there are some criticisms, or there are quite a lot of criticisms actually of Black History Month, Um, and not just like from racist people. Uh, Obviously there are some from racist people, but um, (laughs) But that's kind of a given. given. 
But like most notably, Morgan Freeman, um, the actor, said, you know, black history is just American history. And I do see that as well, because it's kind of, we shouldn't have to only talk about black history in October and February. It's a whole year round. And a lot of people are arguing that it should just be integrated into the curriculum. And a lot of people also argue that like Pride Month, these kind of months to just become like big companies capitalising off of it and making these like token efforts to just promote awareness knowing that if they don't they'll get in trouble. Like, oh yeah that's what yeah. I hate no just a way form of marketing. <laughs> it, it does become a form of marketing definitely. I think especially with America and with us it is important to learn about how all of these important people in our in making our country also a horrific racist and not forgetting about that. I think a lot of what we've talked about today is about the education system and how children are taught in schools. And definitely there has been, especially in kind of the past 18 months, there's been a lot more effort to try and decolonise the curriculum. And it's a lot more of an acceptable view right now to criticise the history curriculum, the history curriculum, and in fact all curriculums for like the syllabus in the UK. Um, and yeah, there definitely is more of a movement now to try and make this more inclusive. But there are also people in government who don't want to tell, who want to tell a different story about British history. And there was an act a while ago where they really did just try and narrow the curriculum down. And that's so the government does have a lot of power over what we get taught in school and I think a big thing for Black History Month is kind of promoting the idea that they need to diversify it. Yeah. The idea and like timeline and stuff is already spreading and growing and it's definitely gained so much more traction, um, especially in, you know, mainstream um, education thing. Well, not really. It's definitely it's definitely gaining more traction and I think the criticism of it is unless it's racist criticism, <laughs> I think is completely fair, but I think it kind of misses the point that, you know, without it, then we probably wouldn't talk about it as much. Yeah. I think we can do better than Black History Month. I think we should have a Black History Year. Um, black History Century. Black History Millennial. No, that yeah. is... Um, but yeah, we, I mean, it's just a point from which we can... Build. Exactly. Um, and hopefully you can continue to build, and then in like 20 years' time, someone will be doing a podcast about it, and they'll be like, isn't it crazy that they used to only, that they used to be a month dedicated to it? Yeah, that's the goal. <laughs> that is the aim. Okay, well, do let us know your thoughts and what the next steps are. Obviously, we are three... Not black women. No. So. <laughs> I was going to say I white women. I thought you were mistaken. You were about to say three black women. <laughs> we are not three no, black women. No, it's because I was going to say three white, white women. And then I was like, mm, that's not really true. But let us know what you think. Hit us up. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And yeah, we'll see you next week on Tudor Talk Time. time.